Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey's Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. It is already almost 12:30, fam. So we're gonna try to get in and out of this one. Thank you all for coming. Um, man, my mic's a little screwed up. There we go. Man, that was a uh, that was a pain in the ass game. They just first 40 minutes. I mean, they started out well, came out hot. I, I like the start to the game. Uh, at one point in the first period, shots were like eight to four. Seemed like the Flyers were uh, up to the task of, uh, even though they were shorthanded, it seemed like they knew they had to come out hot and try to get a lead. Uh, but about halfway, maybe 15 minutes into that first period, damn, Colorado's speed just kind of took over. Ice was really tilted at the end there. But um, to the Flyers' credit, they came out and played a strong second period. I can't say enough about Carter Hart, especially in those first two periods. He was all over the place. That first save he made on Rantanen was incredible. Of course, you know, Rantanen has the last laugh with a pair of goals. Um, what can you say about this one? This team needs to finish. They need to start scoring. The uh, the territorial dominance for, you know, two-thirds of the game, whatever it is, that's all well and good. But this one is uh, – it's this isn't a hypothetical exercise. You need to score goals to win, and they could just simply not – score tonight they could not get pucks into the slot uh a little bit of volume more than more than quality that's the first thing i wanted to bring up here was the uh shots versus high danger chances flyers outshoot the abs 33 27 but let's check out that uh let's check out that um expected goal number where are we here yeah, Stewart, Jesus. Yeah, that Stewart line. Uh, they got 652, the Stewart line. That was, I, I guessed, seven. So that they didn't do too bad. Seven to four, Corsi four and against. Uh, where was the top line? Couturier, Giroux, Voracek. Um, you know, 65.22% of, uh, of the shot attempts. But expected goals, uh, yeah, I mean, 0 0.35 to 0 0.23. That's all well and good, but you needed to come out just a little stronger here tonight. Uh, you know, you're shorthanded. I thought it was a good coaching job by Jared Bednar. Uh, he'd been splitting up that top line in Colorado a little bit more than I realized. Over the last 10 games, they've been using McKinnon, Donskoy, and Burakovsky together a lot more. Well, it was a decent amount more than McKinnon, Lannis, Cog, and Rantanen. But I thought tonight with um, – tonight with – yeah, the Flyers obviously missing their two top uh, two top producers in Konechny and uh, Lindblom. They they load up the top line. They put Couturier with with Jake and G. And um, Colorado counters by coming out with uh, with McKinnon, Burakovsky, and Donskoy and Kadri between Landis Cog and McKinnon. I thought that was pretty good coaching job there. Um, if we're loaded up on our top line, you know. Look at let's they they spread it out a little. Uh, Flyers obviously it seemed like they were feeling the altitude a little. Seemed like they were feeling being shorthanded a little at the end when they were making their push. A lot of guys just didn't seem to have that extra gear at the end, which is which is understandable. But it shouldn't have come down to the end. You needed to win this game in the first forty minutes because you knew your fourth line was Vorobiev, Stewart, and and uh, and Kacha. So you couldn't really roll for the way you have been over the last few weeks uh, to, to a lot of success. Tough circumstances tonight, but the game was winnable. Um, hats off to uh, Colorado's goalie, obviously made some great saves, but I just didn't think the Flyers got enough high-danger chances um, considering how 
much they had the puck in this one. Couple of defensive breakdowns. We can go back and forth on who's uh, on who's responsible for the guys who ultimately scored, but I just thought it was kind of just all around team breakdowns. Um, you want to blame the defensemen because hey, they're called defensemen. But remember that center is a third defenseman. When when it's three on two down low and Kevin Hayes is is you know at the top of the circles, you're outnumbered. He's supposed to be that third defenseman on the rant and slam dunk. Uh, I thought he kind of lost his guy. Haig could have had a stick in the lane, but was taking the slot. Probably should have pressured the entry a little bit better, which let the whole play happen. Just too many, not even too many. It was just a few defensive breakdowns lead to three goals, and you just weren't going to be able to make up that deficit without without Lindblom and Konechny, which sucks. This team just has to start producing. Um, you know, G gets that goal at the end. Outside of that, I thought that line, while they played well, they didn't play the great game they needed to play. Um, you're out there against Nathan McKinnon. He's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Nathan McKinnon, one of the best players in hockey. Um, Miko Rantanen, one of the best players in hockey. You can't, uh, you can't, um, you can't discount the job Couturier's line did against McKinnon. But they just needed to pressure more. They needed to be harder uh, to the net, get more pucks into the slot. They just weren't able to do it tonight. weren't able to score. Very frustrating game because they played well, even though they were shorthanded. But ultimately, uh, it doesn't matter. You have to fucking score. You have to score, especially when Carter Hart gives you the first 40 minutes he gave you. Uh, my God, a couple of freaking highlight saves. The the glove on, on McKinnon, I can't talk about it enough. But uh, what can you do? Tough one. Colorado is one of the five best teams in the league. You go out there and played with them, didn't get the result. Now it is uh, all you can do is be Bill Belichick about it and say we're on to Minnesota, and they have Minnesota 7 o'clock puck drop in Minnesota on Saturday. If you're looking for somewhere to watch that game, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, my favorite bar in the entire Jersey Shore, and it starts with the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick. Not only is a, he a huge hockey fan and just an awesome dude to sit there and talk about the game with, you, can, you might go into Fitzpatrick's and be talking to Timmy Fitz five, ten minutes before you even realize he's the owner of the damn place. He's such a big hockey fan, such a personable guy, such a nice guy, but uh, it starts with him. He's always there making sure that food is hot, making sure those beers are cold. And the food and beers, ah, great beer selection. I'm a sequench guy. They always have ice cold sequench waiting for me when I walk in. If you're looking for something to eat, try that roast pork sandwich. Pretty, pretty good. But that's Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, the best place at the whole Jersey Shore to watch a Flyers game or any game. So let's uh, let's get to your comments now. Uh, I'm seriously putting this loss on Andrew McDonald. I agree, Tony. It is Andrew McDonald's fault, as are all things in life. You know, the war in Iraq, Andrew McDonald. Uh, losing both our top goal scorers to match the Avs' speed tonight. Yeah, it, it's you were shorthanded, and, you, you know, you also don't have Phil Myers. You have some injuries down in the AHL. I kind of like Kacha tonight. Want to see him get uh, Want to see him get some uh, some more opportunity here. Didn't really hate what I saw out of him. Maybe in a more complete lineup, you can have him out there, play matchups a little bit better with that fourth line, use him a little more than the less than seven minutes they played in, in – different spots, but um, it's, it, well, it's not about the fourth line tonight. It's about your your top six, your top nine, not getting it done. Haig got schooled by Calvert tonight. Matt Calvert played a hell of a game. This is a good, deep team in Colorado. Don't discount how good that freaking team is. Uh, like I said, the Flyers didn't play poorly. It was just the breakdowns were so bad. I did think Haig didn't play a great game, but I'll also say 
a couple of things that maybe are going to get blamed on him are, yes, on him as well as the other players out there. You all know I don't like Robert Haig, don't want him in the lineup. think he's a decent enough seven, though. Uh, you know, when, when Phil Myers has the back spasms or whatever it is, you throw him in there. It's not the worst thing in the world to have that kind of experience in your seventh defenseman. He can skate a little. Uh, could have played a better game tonight, but everyone could have played a better game tonight in terms of defensive zone coverage. Just too many too many lapses. Just a little bit of puck watching, just center too high, losing his man. Just too much, uh, too high in Colorado. Who would have thunk? Um Decimated team down five starters. Yes, we absolutely – I'm acknowledging. I am fully acknowledging that, um, you know, I think it really showed late when they were trying to push and just really – you know, G gets the goal, nice play. But I, I thought uh, – Voracek, who I've been sticking up for recently, I thought his game has really turned around since they put him with Couturier and Limblom. I thought Voracek was terrible tonight, uh, just throwing the puck all over the place. JVR, another guy I've stuck up for a ton this year. I thought he'd been making some of the best passes, most crisp, accurate passes I've seen him make this season. Um, he was spraying the puck. He was just out there throwing it around tonight. Uh, just not uh, Kevin Hayes, a guy who I've been a real big fan of. I thought he blew a couple of coverages tonight that led to goals. Um, not the for a guy who's been so good defensively. Not the best defensive effort out of him tonight either. Um, yeah. Uh, I lost to Anthony. Defense looked horrible. So did Hayes. Very much agreed. You can definitely tell why Haig has been the healthy scratch. Again, uh, you can blame Haig, but uh, there were other breakdowns that led to some of the issues while he was on the ice. Not going to absolve Haig, uh, mostly because I just don't want him in the lineup. But he's your seven. To me, this game was about not scoring. You can't not score against one of the best freaking offenses in hockey. Uh, good point with the low-quality shots. They made another unknown goalie look like an all-star. Jeff, while I think they didn't get enough quality shots, check out – I can't – Francaise, I, I've been mispronouncing his name. I, like, all game I was like, Francaise, whatever. Look at his numbers. Look at the games he's played. Pavel Francaise has been awesome for them. He's outplayed Philip Grubauer, who's also been very good. Francaise, don't sleep on him. He's also got a cool story. Look it up. I've referenced him a few times in my uh, – in my um, uh, what I did him today. Power rankings. Jeez, blank for a second. Referenced him a few times in my power rankings. Obviously, so much star power on that team. Uh, Kale McCarr, who wasn't even in the lineup tonight. All the big forwards, the depth they've added. But Pavel Francais is a really good goaltender this year so far. Kevin Hayes minus three and pointless people for some reason. Hayes had a really solid game tonight. I listen. I've I've been loving Kevin Hayes all year. I thought he was um, – this might be his worst game as a flyer, I thought. Imagine the noises Bill Clement made on that Carter Hart save. That's funny. That's funny, Barry. Uh, we suck tonight. Bottom line, need to score. Kenny Omega is the GOAT. Um, I'm not going to say Kenny Omega is better than Daniel Bryan, but he's pretty good. Um, I don't think the Flyers suck tonight. I, I think considering the circumstances, they played well. However, however – um, yeah, you've you got to do more than what they did offensively, regardless of circumstance. You have Couturier, uh, Voracek, and G together. They need to do more than, than play a solid game against Nathan McKinnon. They need to score, uh, and they need to get more high-quality chances. They need to set up everybody else uh, with the kind of matchups, and it just didn't happen tonight. All right. The Avs goalie wasn't that hot tonight. More missed chances on our end, I think. Uh, 
a couple of weird just bounces and stuff where pucks just eluded guys and uh, but he's good. Francaise is good. Don't don't sleep on him. He's been pretty damn good for them. Uh, Grubauer, I think when he's healthy, will be their number one. But they haven't lost anything uh, when Francaise has come in this season. Plus minus is a bad indicator of how someone is playing. It's more of a team stat. Oh, I don't believe in plus minus as a whole. I think it can. I, I always if like if the whole team like if if you're a terrible team and you have a minus 30 or whatever goal differential and you have one guy who's like plus 14 i think that's a good indicator that maybe he's doing something and but that's like you know that's a half season that's a 20 game that's an 82 game um indicator it's not but i do think you can just point to the plus minus tonight for some guys and go you obviously have to watch the game and see what actually happened if you know, someone's over by the bench coming over on a change and the other team has a freaking break and, you know, that guy who just stepped on the ice gets a minus, obviously you go, all right. But I think the goals were an indication of defensive breakdowns tonight. And the defensive breakdowns on two of the three goals I thought were just we were outnumbered or outmuscled in front. That's just what I saw. Bad game, but it was a close one, though, even with all the injuries. Maybe we're completely fucked until all the guys are back on the ice. And you know what? Lots of – there's some you – you look at the teams that have lost a lot of man games to injury. Some of them are really good teams. I mean, Boston's missed a uh, – has missed a bunch of guys this year. Uh, look at look no further than Colorado. Both Landis Cog and McKinnon have missed 16 games this year. They're one of the best teams in hockey, and shit, man – I realize they have McKinnon. I realize they have McCarr and all that, but you're missing two of your five, two of your four best players. So uh, injuries, obviously, that was circumstantial tonight, and you can't help it. It sucks. Would have been nice, especially Travis Konechny's speed, especially Lindblom's uh, great two-way ability, decision-making. Decision-making was very lacking with the puck tonight, but you got to find a way to get more than zero goals from, you know, basically the whole freaking game. When did they – when did they actually score that goal? Uh, what was it? Yeah, 14:48. So five minutes left. You can't go 55 minutes without a goal. That's not. That's just. That's not enough. Haig sucks. Niskanen puck watching defense all around was bad tonight. I didn't think Niskanen on the um, on the what was that? The second Rantanen goal. I think I didn't think it was so much Niskanen's fault. They were outnumbered down low. That's Niskanen is puck watching, but he's watch. He's in front of the net and. I think uh, maybe – I can't remember who the other D-man on the ice. might have been Braun. Cannot remember, though. But there was a defenseman on the on um, the defensive right side with a man, and then Niskanen's caught in between two guys. The center needs to be lower on that play. I think that's a combination of both um, – I think that's a combination of all three, again, just like the uh, just like the first Randon goal, honestly. A little – I put the first Randon goal a little bit more on – on um, the, the slam dunk. I can't remember which order it happened in now, but the slam dunk, the the backhand tip, I, I just think Kevin Hayes can't uh, can't lose position there. You need to get body on body, and you need to nullify the stick. That didn't happen. The second one, I just – you were outnumbered. Niskanen gets caught in between two guys. The defenseman uh, has a guy on the boards, and it's just, uh, it's just not enough. <laughs> Phil Myers' back spasms about to catch these hands if I have to watch Robert Haig much longer. Yeah, obviously you want your your you want your six best and you want all your best players in there. And I think Phil Myers is very clearly one of the six best defensemen on this team. Um, contact sport though, guys are, are going to be out with injuries. That's just the way it is. Got to overcome. 
McKinnon's skill and speed are on another level, man, and that pass in the first rant and goal was unreal. Yeah, again, I want to blame the Flyers for a lot of shit. Let us not forget that the only players in hockey outscoring Nathan McKinnon are Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, who together are a fucking cheat code. Like, let us not forget that Nathan McKinnon is one of the best players in the entire sport. Thought they played well against one of the better teams in the league. Ron, I don't disagree that they played well, but they needed more than solid tonight. You're up against one of the best teams in the league. You're shorthanded. Again, circumstances, it is what it is, but um, they needed better than well tonight. It was There was nothing special about what they did except for really Carter Hart's effort in the first two periods. World hunger, Andrew McDonald. I agree, Brian. Need Frost to step up big time with all the injuries. Seemed to not have the confidence tonight. Uh, I thought Frost made a few plays, but also fumbled a couple. Uh, listen, obviously we want Frost. We want Farabee. We want these young guys to come in and just be what we think they can be. But that's not who I'm looking to in situations like this. I am looking to Couturier. I'm looking to Voracek. I am looking to Giroux. I'm looking to Hayes. And I am looking to JVR. My highly paid veterans who are here, who are established players in this league, have been all-stars, have been 30-goal scorers, have been all these things. They are the guys who need to step up. Um, you get the goal out of the G line late. It just wasn't enough. They didn't get enough quality chances tonight. They did a good job against Nathan McKinnon, but good wasn't good enough. Again, that's just, that's the theme. JVR is maybe a streaky scorer, but when you lose your top two goal scorers, you need to step up and earn your seven plus million. Jeremy, I very much agree. Uh, I've given, I've said this a bunch of times now. I've given JVR a ton of slack this year because I understand what a I understand that goal scorers are streaky uh, unless you have fucking uh, David Pasternak or uh, Alex Ovechkin, you're not going to get, you know, six tenths of a goal a game out of these guys. But these are the situations where your JVRs need to step up because the depth is depleted. Now we need the guy who's getting paid to put the puck in the net to put the puck in the net. It's not just JVR, but like his main job is scoring goals, you know, other guys have other responsibilities. JVR's main job is scoring goals, and it hasn't happened nearly enough. Bill, I got a group of buddies going down to Wildwood Crest this weekend. Any bars you recommend? Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Uh, fourth line didn't kill us tonight. It was Haig, Niskin, and Jake G. JVR Hayes. Now, yeah, I got few complaints about the fourth line tonight other than the fact that it's not even their fault because of all the injuries. You have Vorobiev, who's a you know, organization clearly just doesn't believe in because they brought him up and then didn't play him and only played him once they lost half their fucking roster. Um, you know, Kacha, who's a I actually liked what I saw out of him. Would like to see a little bit more. Uh, won some battles. I thought made a lot of uh, subtle, nifty plays. And um, uh, Charlie O'Connor has spoken about that's kind of his game. He makes those subtle plays, nice plays. I like that. Uh, but those two, and then Chris Stewart, who is, you know, basically a, a, a coach getting – he's a player coach, you know. he's we, We've called him the professional best friend because uh, that's just what he's doing this year. Um, like him, seems like a good guy in the locker room, awesome to have around. But when forced into duty with basically two rookies, uh, they played seven minutes. They played 652 tonight. 
altitude, shorthanded, all that stuff, it's really tough to have a fourth line you're not using in this situation. But in this situation, how can you use them? It's a bunch of guys who aren't NHLers. So um, one of those uh, damned if you do situations. Bring Hextall back to fix Carter's only flaw puck handling. Um, I never – all goalies except for like two are bad – yeah, it's clearly he's doing some weird shit with the puck tonight. But I, I wish goalies would never touch the puck. I've never, I've never been in a situ- situation where I've been like, oh, I wish the goalie played that. Like I realize they have to dump ins behind the net. You stop it and set it up for your guy and all that. But basically, if a goalie has a puck on a stick for more than three quarters of a second, it's bad news. You know, they're not, they're they're not puck handlers. They only have one hand. Uh, speaking of one hand, this is just fucking, how, what was he called? What was Pierre calling, uh, Fran, Fran, I can't even say it now. I think I said it right a couple of times. Now I don't, Pavel Fran, Frances, Frances, I can't, shit, man. I'm so bad at names. It's unbelievable. But Pavel Frances, uh, is a righty catcher. He's a lefty goalie. Uh, so he catches with his right hand and he kept calling him a silly cider. I have never heard that. I have heard wrong-handed. I have heard dumb-handed. I have never heard silly cider. Uh, I, I tweeted, between the playoffs and regular season, Steve Mason played 239 games with the Flyers. I don't remember hearing silly sided one time. Uh, that was just, and he kept saying it. He said it like five times in a two-minute period. It was, I've never heard silly sided before. Colorado is really good at taking away passing lanes, led to a lot of forced plays. It did, and you could see um, they started to get frustrated, started to shoot from the outside, started to play a more perimeter game than they have been. And we watched it for for how many years with, with Hack? You can get as many shots as you want from the outside. They just have less of a chance of going in as, uh, as you know, high-danger shots. Again, all the credit in the world to Colorado. They are a really good team. It just seemed like there were more opportunities than they capitalized on tonight. Rather six pack of Genesee Cream Ale over JVR. Well, don't let's not let's not besmirch the good name of Genesee. Uh, you know, just because we're frustrated with James Van Riemsdyk. All right, I got I got all the time in the world to criticize JVR and the guys who are supposed to be scoring, but. Let us not besmirch the good name of Genesee. Also, Bill, what's the what's with this Kacha kid? What's his deal? I didn't read too uh, I didn't read too into the article. Think he made a concrete role in the team. I don't think he made himself a concrete role, but I wouldn't mind seeing him again. Um, maybe you know, with a more complete lineup that doesn't include a rookie and a guy who shouldn't like that doesn't include Varobi Evan Stewart. If he's not out there with those two, maybe we could see a little more. But again, it's not like the fourth line was too bad tonight. Uh, where'd they go? Uh, Stewart, Vorobiev, and Kacha played 6.52 at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, seven shot attempts for, four shot attempts against. Um, shots on net four, four. Shots against three. So they even won that battle with a couple of blocks in there. Expected goals, uh, four, zero point, uh, 0.07, 0.07 against. Uh, so with the shot advantage, they had a slight, I mean, it's basically exactly the same. Um, 
they actually had the best expected goal for or second best relative uh, scoring chances for five zero. So they did a decent enough job. They just you know really you, you, how how much can you play Vorobiev, Kacha, and Stewart? How can anyone say the Flyers suck tonight? They stood face to face against a better current team. If the Flyers were in run. We're 100% this game we, uh, this game we had this win. I, I still don't know if they would have won, but it, it would have been a different game with Limblom and uh, with Limblom and Konechny, absolutely. Can't doubt that. But that's hockey, man. They didn't have Kale McCarr tonight. Obviously, they still have all their, their star power up front. But McCarr's like top three in defensive scoring this year. He's fucking awesome. Didn't think it was bad from an effort standpoint. Hayes was not great, and I thought guys could have scored had they lifted the puck a little down deep. Avs are a great team, and being without some of your best three guys is rough. Farabee and Stewie could have lifted for goals. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's outside of fighting. Is there any reason to play Stewart? Uh, I mean, they don't. Are there not at least five phantoms that are objectively better at hockey than him? Uh, there's a lot of injuries in Lehigh Valley right now, like. I don't think Koch is at the top of the list of call-ups, but he comes up because they're out of guys. They just they have a bunch of injuries, or had a bunch of injuries at least. Not a great game by Niskanen. This might be the first game where he was noticeably not great. Uh, yeah, no, that's listen, I'm going to criticize guys tonight, but I'm not losing sight of the fact that overall a lot of these guys have been pretty good this year. Uh, like Niskanen, for instance, Kevin Hayes, who I love. Um, I'm just saying they weren't very good tonight. Um, yeah, the Pens lost Crosby and more starters, and they're still winning. Don't want injuries to be an excuse for losses on a constant basis. No, I, I think there were just a bunch of circumstances tonight that the injuries definitely worked against them, but the game was still winnable because of what Carter Hart did. They just weren't able to finish. That's the story of this game. Could not finish, I think, is the biggest issue. Even with a few defensive lapses, if you get a couple of goals early, it's a different story. It's a different game. It's a different flow. So, um, yeah, I'm not blaming the injuries, but they are clearly um, a hindrance to success. I'm still not all in on Braun. I don't know what it is. He looks awkward at times. I don't love Braun at 5-on-5 five five and think they need to really shelter his minutes um, in that situation, but it cannot be discounted how good he is on the penalty kill. I'm going to have an article coming out eventually that's basically in defense of Justin Braun because a lot of people criticize him. Um, this penalty kill has been atrocious for years, and it's really good now. Obviously, it's not all Braun. The goaltending is better. Hayes is out there. Niskanen's out there. Provorov's actually good now. There's a lot of reasons uh, for the improved penalty kill, but Justin Braun is as important to it as anybody. He's been awesome. That's his role. That's why he was brought in to help fix this terrible PK. Um, you have to shelter his minutes, and that's Part of my issue with Robert Haig in the lineup, whether it's you know, tonight in, tonight there's injury, so you can't avoid it. But overall, the idea of Haig in the lineup, he's another guy you have to shelter, so you can't use Braun as your six. And that's his role to me. At 5-on-5, five five, he plays the fewest minutes, and you just send him out there to kill penalties. Flyers dominated the second period with shots on goal, but gave up way too many odd, run, uh, odd man rushes in the third. Yeah, uh, Michael... Uh, yeah, you can't give up odd man rushes to that team, but in the third, you're down. Um, you have to push, and when you're pushing the way they did, you're going to give up odd man rushes. That's the uh, that's the risk you take. That's why it's you know hard to win when you're it's it's hard to come back, especially a team as explosive as Colorado. You know, 
they have a lot of skill. If you have one pass backwards that doesn't quite make it, there's going to be an odd man rush the other way. To play even with them, you have to get a lead. A lot of loose pucks and rebounds laying in the crease that the Flyers couldn't get to. Avs goalie got lucky at times tonight, but good D by the Avs. Yeah, it's it's a it's a combination of the Avs were good and the Flyers weren't quite good enough. That's that's what I saw out there tonight. Still very slow start. Second period looked like a different team. Uh, what's the deal with that? I thought they were good for the first half of the first period. Uh, I thought they took it to them for the first couple of shifts. I thought around 10, 15 minutes into the first is when it really changed. The Flyers are up, I think, halfway through the period. They're up like 8-4 to four in shots, and then the period ends, and it's like 12 or 13-4, to four, or 12 or 13-8. to eight. Uh, it, it really the, the tide really seemed to change um, in the middle of the first period. I didn't think it was nearly as slow of a start as they've gotten off to in previous games. Um, that said, it's a 20-minute period. If you win the first half and get absolutely crushed in the second half, it's not a good period. Uh, would be a more disheartening loss if we played a bad game tonight, uh, but we played solid, just couldn't beat Frances. Uh, more often than not, if we play uh, how we played tonight, we are winning. Yes and no. Um, obviously, like I said, they played well, but well wasn't good enough tonight. You had to be very good to beat another excellent team and they just weren't uh, against most of the teams in the league. Absolutely. If you just come out and do what you did and Carter Hart does what he did tonight, uh, you're probably going to get two points. But to beat these upper echelon teams, solid isn't enough. Anyone know how long Limblom is out? I haven't seen anything about it. Second goal falls on Hayes, coasted from the blue line in and got beat to the net easily. Simply can't happen. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Hague could have... Um, could have pressured the uh, – I thought Haig could have pressured the entry a little bit better, but I thought he had the center of the ice. Maybe he could have got his stick in the lane, but he's still worried about the pass. Um, you know, he's still worried about the guy in the middle behind him who he did kind of take away. Pass comes across, and Rantanen just beats Hayes to the post. Uh, Hayes is supposed to be a great two-way center. You can't have that happen. Miko Rantanen's awesome. Absolutely freaking incredible. The pass from McKinnon is great, but you're getting paid too. You need to make a play. They didn't make that play. Unrelated, what's your guess on what Jim Montgomery did to get fired by a Stars team playing well? They're calling it unprofessional conduct. I don't want to just make shit up. I have no idea. Um, it can't be anything good. Like it's, it's, If it comes out, I assume it's going to be a very embarrassing story for Jim Montgomery. Um, a lot of people know I was high on him. Would have liked him to be the Flyers coach, uh, you know, when he came out of Denver. No idea what the story is. It's a it's a shame for everybody, um, Stars organization, that they have to answer these questions, all these players who allegedly weren't even told what happened. It's just a shitty situation. Um, and the team was playing well. They had a terrible start, and they've really turned it around. Um, so it's it's it must be something really fucking bad. That's, you know, teams don't want to fire their coach. It's hard to find a good coach, you know? It's 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 tough. You don't want to fire your coach. He must have done something screwed up, but I have no idea. I'm not going to – I don't want to just make something up because that's what it would be. I thought Coots and Hart were only ones really stepped up tonight to match their game against one of the best teams. Yeah, we know Couturier drew that uh, – drew that – I mean, Nathan McKinnon is – that's as hard of an assignment as it gets in terms of – Center on center, I mean, 
it's 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 McDavid and it's McKinnon in terms of your your um the toughest matchups you can draw. He did a good job. Like uh, like what was the uh, let me see if I can find this full report here and see how they did against each other. Um, the raw numbers look really good. Uh, Couturier, AG and uh, Jake had 65.22% Corsi four. McKinnon 30.43. Let's see what they did. All right, while this loads, we'll take another question and I'll come back to it. You think if we get rid of JVR for free just to get rid of the contract of that underperforming, overpaid player, you think it's possible? No. Who? Most of the league can't afford JVR. You can't. No, you can't. It's impossible to just dump JVR right now. All right, let's see here. No, not line mates. Give me avalanche opposition. There we go. Where are you, McKinnon? Against Couturier, yeah, uh, 43% of the uh, shot attempts uh, under that with all three on the ice. So that line did a hell of a job against McKinnon, but they didn't create enough offensively. Ghost was good. I thought Ghost made some plays tonight. I think Ghost has been overall pretty damn good since the scratchings. Right before the scratchings, I thought he was starting to find his game, and then he really fell off, and now I think he's he's back on track. Of He still doesn't look... Quite like Shane Gostaspare, but I'm talking about height Shane Gostaspare. As a third-pair defenseman, I don't think you can do much better than what he's doing right now. Did he? Uh, did Pierre mean goofy like in skateboard? Yeah, like that's what he's trying to say is like goofy-footed, uh, and he's calling him silly-sided. I've just never heard that. I've heard goofy. I've heard wrong-handed. I've heard dumb-handed. Um, I've just never heard silly-sided. I thought that was hilarious. If you're going to shoot from the point, someone please get up front. Yeah, they just had, whether it was getting pucks to the slot or getting guys in there to make plays in front, it just seemed like they couldn't, uh, they they just couldn't get to the high danger areas tonight. Is that the Bernie Perron hat? Can I get a better look? Was thinking about ordering it. Yeah, this is from uh, BiscuitTees.com, uh, hand designed by one Kim Perron, the daughter of Bernie. Uh, 10% of everything at Biscuit Tees. Uh, goes to the Snyder uh, Snyder Foundation, so it's a good cause. They're a cool website. They have a lot of lot of great designs, including this hat. Uh, I, I'm so bad at the mirror imaging. I never know which way to go. I'm really bad at this. But yeah, this is the. Uh, it's pretty cool, right? I, I dig it a lot. Guys, what happened about all the talk about the Johnny G trade? We'd love to get him for JVR and some draft picks. Yeah, you're not – Calgary has less caps, cap space than the Flyers. They're not taking JVR, who makes more and is worse. Uh, that's just not happening. And the Flames are suddenly playing well. Turns out Bill Peters was a real asshole. The Flames have won like seven of eight or something. They won six in a row at one point, I think. Flames are real good now. That's They needed to turn something around. Smart for them. They didn't trade their best player. Um it was always kind of a pipe dream that they were going to get Johnny, but they're never getting Johnny for JVR. That's craziness. You would It would have been, yeah, we have to clear some cap space, but we're trading draft picks to, for someone to take, you know, that JVR dump that isn't going to happen or a Jake dump that isn't going to happen, and then you give up two of your best pro- prospects and some more shit to get Johnny. It was always very unrealistic. Belmar's shot block made me happy. Of course, Belmar got a point tonight. Not surprising at all. I, listen, I like P. 
P-E-B, uh, he, was, he, he was a great guy. He was a good dude, a uh, good team player. When we, had our, uh, when we went with fans of Philly to Vegas, he showed up to, to our um, – I think that was the night before. Yeah, the night before party when the Flyers played Arizona. It was, it was cool as hell. Um, he, he's a great dude. I mean, he's he's going to be a role player in this league as long as he wants to play. He's nothing nothing fancy, nothing fantastic, but teams certainly seem to like to have him. And um, everywhere he's been has been a pretty good team, especially since he's left Philly. Good teams seem to value him. He's a good player. Lehigh Valley is about as banged up as we are, if not more. Yeah, they're missing a bunch of guys. Like these call-ups, they're not. These, this isn't the top of the. The, the list for, you know, Kacha played well tonight, liked him, uh, would like to see him more. But uh, it's not like he would have been called up if three other guys weren't hurt. Thorobiev blows, sorry. He doesn't do much for me. I uh, was excited when he made the team last year. Those first couple of games, he looked like a nice piece to have in your uh, at the bottom of your lineup. But haven't seen much out of him uh, in in his other action with the team. Um Maybe if he gets an extended look here, he can carve out a niche for himself or at least kind of win the organization back. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan. I won't say he blows. I, it's, I, it's, he hasn't played enough games for me to draw that conclusion. Um, takes some guys longer to develop. Takes some guys longer to learn how to do it in this league and change their role to a bottom, you know, bottom six, fourth line, whatever kind of role. But he doesn't look like – a uh, a guy who's going to be a long-term piece. Uh, Vasily says, you're totally right about Braun, Bill. Definitely a player that needs to be limited at five-on-five, five, and ideally is a guy who you try and get out there against other teams' third-slash-fourth lines, but he is a beast on the PK, always flawless with his pressuring, shot-blocking, and clears. Him and Hayes are a huge part why the PK is top five in the league right now. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, he jumped up in the play a little. Uh, he... He gets his shot through. I think he's good when you get him an offensive zone draw. Um, obviously, you know, with what the Flyers have in terms of uh, offensive ability of the six guys who should be out there, he's sixth in terms of who you want taking a shot from the point. But it, he's done a little bit more at the puck than I expected when they get it to him on offense. Um, but he's out there as a defensive slash PK specialist. I think he's just the definition of a good stay-at-home defenseman. We've seen guys be called stay-at-home defensemen before just because they're kind of bad, so you didn't know what else to call them. But I think Braun is actually good at it. All right, let's scroll down and get a few more here and call it a night, fam. Uh, Voracek misses the net at least three to four times in terms of puck's possession outside of the second half of period one. thought the Flyers uh, did well. Uh, but like you said, Bill, they need to create more grade-A chances. Yeah, solid tonight, but solid wasn't enough. Not against that team. This was always going to be a tough game, even with a healthy roster. Hart played well. Yeah, Hart did all he could do. I can't can't blame anything on Hart. I mean, he got hung out to dry on a couple uh, and just some really nice plays by the Avs. It's not, not, not much else you can do. Bill, this is probably going to sound silly, but is it odd that coaching for once isn't an issue? I've had very few issues with Vigneault. Uh, I I find his – obviously now Myers is hurt and stuff, but I find some of his defensive uh, 
personnel choices um, baffling, but they've been pretty damn good this year. So I, I, it's not like I can be like, this is why they're fucking losing. Like they're winning. So uh, outside of tonight, they lost. They played. A, they played an okay game. Just didn't. You know didn't have enough to beat an excellent Avs team. Very, very few complaints about Vigneault. He's just a veteran guy who seems to know what he's doing. The players are responding to his message, which is the most important thing here. Our top goal scorer has 11 goals through 31 games when you go against higher star power teams like Colorado. It shows up. I mean, this is a defensive first team. It, it We had Lindblom and Konechny in the lineup against Boston, who has as much star power and are as good as anybody, and they beat him. They played even with them. That's what this team – this team plays defense first. And I know that's weird, but they've been pretty damn good at it. They're, you know, top of the league in terms of uh, shots allowed. They're allowing some of the fewest shots, fewest goals against. They're doing a very good job playing team defense, limiting opponents' uh, opportunities, and counterattacking, getting in on that um, – getting in on that forecheck and playing defense through offense that way. When you just don't have some of your best players, it's going to show up. If Colorado adds Hall, should we give them the cup? Scary quick and scary good. My God, that'll be fun to watch if they get him. Um, hope they don't. Would love to see the Flyers make a play for him. Have no idea how they fit him under the cap. Would be You'd have to do some real gymnastics there. Uh, if he's going to go somewhere, I hope it's not in the East. That would be nice because any team that adds him, is very good, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, if if Colorado goes and gets Taylor Hall, they're, I would say they're my prohibitive favorite. Uh, they might be my favorite right now, honestly. Getting sick of this team not finishing their chances. You know, some of it is personnel, but I, they're a defense first team. Obviously, you need to finish more. I think they will start finishing. Um, I don't know when. I wish I could tell you when. It's obviously annoying when they don't score. When you only get one goal, you're not going to win. I mean, one isn't enough, especially against – are they the highest scoring team in the league? If not, they're top three. It's You, you need guys to start doing more. You need your best players to start um, being your best players. It's great that Konechny and Lindblom are off to the start they're off to. Last I looked, Giroux, there were like four or five guys with more assists than Giroux. That should not be. Uh, Couturier's been good, but I would like to see him get a little bit of power play time, get that uh, get that old power play back together. I didn't even see who uh, – let me see if I can bring that up real quick. Uh, Flyers, forward uh, – no, not Avalanche, forward lines. Flyers, forward lines. Uh, I can't bring it up for – I don't know natural stat trick well enough, but uh, I, I would like to see that um, – I would like to see the old uh, Giroux, Couturier, Jake, uh, you know, left boards, right boards, slot with uh, JVR and Ghost uh, at the point and in front. Um, I would like to see that get put that back together. This team needs to start scoring on the power play more than anything. That's that's the real issue to me is the power play. If it just produced the way it should this team would score enough to win even more games. And they've been pretty damn good this year in terms of results. But if the power play could just have some semblance of the success that when you look at the the roster, you'd think, yeah, this is a good power play team. If they can get that going, and obviously what they only have one power play. They had two power play opportunities tonight, but the one was like 30 seconds. 
Um, there was like five seconds left when they got set up, which, you know, is a problem in itself. But power play just has to get going uh, better than it has been. <laughs> Bill, shout out since you're pretty much at this point in the comments. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it, Josh. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. This has been a good time. Flyers after dark, late night hockey. And no, I always enjoy the late night hockey. But that is all the time we have for you. Uh, but first, let's take a look ahead. And like I said, on the 14th, which is Saturday, so even more days off. It's crazy having two days between games after that ridiculous November we had. December slows down a little. Uh, next game is not until Saturday. They game two of this uh, of this three-game road trip. They're at Minnesota with a 7 o'clock puck drop. And if you are looking for somewhere to watch this game, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It's my favorite bar at the whole Jersey Shore and my favorite bar anywhere to watch a hockey game because it is a bar owned by a real hockey fan. That's right, the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick, just a huge Flyers fan. It shows by, they've got a Bernie Perrant jersey up on that wall. Uh, there's a slap shot poster in the men's room. I don't know what sets the tone better than a slap shot poster in a bar uh, for a night out watching hockey, but that's it for me. Uh, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, just absolutely phenomenal. Try that roast pork sandwich. You won't be you won't be disappointed. Like I said, the owner, Timmy Fitz, is the absolute man. But the entire staff, the bartenders, the servers, they're all great. Go to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest if you're ever in the Jersey Shore area uh, because it's just simply the greatest. Can't put it over enough. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. All right, fam, that is all the time I have for you on the BSH uh, postgame, whatever, the, the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live postgame. Uh, thanks you all for hanging out. Thanks for coming. I may or may not be here on Saturday. It all depends on if my Misfits tickets come through. Really crossing my fingers. You know I love hanging out with you guys even on the weekend, but if I get these Misfits tickets, I will not be here. Uh, someone will fill in, though, but if I don't get them, I will be here. So take your pick. You want me to be happy? They better win. If I don't get these tickets and the Flyers lose – it's going to be a pissed off post game. So maybe we're all rooting for that, but there's no way they lose to the fucking wild. They're not good. Uh, so that's it. That's it for the broad street hockey, Facebook live post game. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.